This episode of the Off Course Podcast is brought to you by Bagboy. For over 75 years, Bagboy has been at the forefront of solving the experience of getting the golf bag from one location to another. Whether you're looking for the smooth ride of a push cart, the durable travel covers, or a bag loaded with features, Bagboy will certainly have a quality option ready for you. For more information, visit www.bagboy.com. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. And welcome back, you golfing legends, to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is Lupe Benitez of PEI Golf and Tennis. I guess PEI in total, but her role is the VP of Design of PEI Golf and Tennis. It is great to have you on, Lupe. How are you? Good. How are you, Dan? I'm awesome. You know, I, we had a little bit of a chat before the show started, and I mentioned I've been really dying to get some folks on who who speak, love, and know apparel very well. Um, who better than someone like you from uh, Original Penguin is probably one of my favorite featured designs every year. They They do some really cool stuff. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your history uh, with the with the group there and and maybe even share how the last year or two have been for you? Yeah, so um, yeah, Original Penguin actually started in 1956 um, with Munsingware and then throughout the years it became Original Penguin. So we always say that, um, well, it's, it's definitely a fact that we were the number the first golf polo on the course. And um, you can see people wearing it, so many famous people wearing it from Jack Nicklaus, um, Arnold Palmer, um, Chichi Rodriguez, which um, I think I was telling you at the beginning that we just um, are having a collaboration with him for summer 2023 and our marketing team just got back from doing the photo shoot with him. He's 87 years old and he's still a firecracker and he loves Original Penguin and he wore the product and we can't wait to um, share that collaboration with the world. So that should be coming soon, I believe, in at the end of May or June. So that's going to be something cool to watch. But even even really famous people like from back in the day, like Bob Hope, uh, Bing Crosby used to wear original Penguin, the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, you know, there's pictures pictures of even Richard Nixon wearing original uh, original Penguin. So yeah, it's um, there's so much history and there's so much heritage in our brand and we're so proud of it. And then just looking into the archives, like I was talking about early, like Pete the Penguin actually, even back in the day, like the marketing team and in commercials, they even had Pete with personality, with so much personality. So that really helps us out from a design point of view to come out with really great content when it comes to prints and patterns because we always have that voice of Pete, you know, over our shoulder saying, would Pete do this? And actually we have that ourselves. Would Pete wear this? What would Pete think if we did this, you know? And he's kind of like our voice of cool um, when we're designing the brand. So I had all those incredible names to pick from when I talked about what I thought of original Penguin early on. And I chose Seth Cohen from a TV show. Like, my goodness, I feel ridiculous right now, but that's, that's really cool uh, to have that level of history, and I want to have I want to hear more about Pete because I love the idea that you 
as a design team want to put him in the position? Where's what's Pete doing this year? I, I think that's a really neat way of looking at it. I've, I see it as a logo. I see it as a brand name. I've never thought of someone looking at it like, Hey, what's Pete doing this year? <laughs> so, um, so for spring 23, um, Pete is going to 1970s, very nostalgic summer days. Um, we actually are envisioning him hanging out with his friends at the beach, maybe playing at the arcade or, you know, maybe doing a little bit of dancing at the, at, you know, at the disco. So um, you will see a lot of fun prints of, of Pete, like doing this kind of like in these situations. Um, so uh, it, we always figure out a way and it always is like Pete in all these situations, but always in that kind of like nostalgic kind of way. So we like to go back to the 80s or to the 60s or to the 70s or even the 50s, like a, like a Buddy Holly kind of thing, or even like actually for fall 20. 22 of last year, um, we actually had him in the 1990s, a little bit grungier or a little bit more outdoorsy. So it, it's just so much fun. You know, there's so many things that you can do with him. So one of the questions I would have and this, this, I want to backstory this a little bit to say that golf has had this really interesting uh, shift in materials that get used over the years. Mm -hmm. The interest in making sure the material doesn't uh, work against the golfer, but rather work with them, uh, depending on the the type of weather you're playing in. Uh, we're, we're so far beyond that old school, heavy cotton, no blend, really thick pant type of thing. And it's, it's nice to get into this new era of um, almost tech forward concepts when it comes to golf. When you are, well, I guess this is a two parter and you can tackle this however you want to Lupe. I'd like to know, number one, how critical is material usage for you? And number two, how, how much of a challenge is it to take all these really neat concepts from yesteryear and bring them forward with new material? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I, I've seen that shift um, going from mercerized heavy cotton to um, synthetic, uh, really lightweight performance fabrications. and. And frankly, as a not a great golfer myself, it, it, I mean, I can't even imagine how people used to wear in these like really heavy fabrics back in the day. It was a big, especially like in Miami, like where where I am now, it's just so hot. I mean, how could people not live with like you know cooling fabrics and cool to the touch lightweight fabrics back in the day? I have no idea. But maybe the weather was different. Who knows? You know, maybe it wasn't as hot as it is now. Um, so I think um, one of the things, like I was telling you earlier, our, our Earl polo, which is the, the, our trademark, our classic polo that everybody likes to copy, but nobody really can do it because we own the trademark to the, the original Earl polo. Um, it used to be back in the day, 100% cotton, and it was all knitted in the US, you know, very nostalgic. But the fabrications, the knit was really heavy. It felt very coarse. Then we have um, that same Earl. We have it from the 1970s when it became more cotton poly. So it just became a little bit softer, but it still had a lot of cotton. And nowadays, um, we have made that Earl again. It's the same silhouette, but now it's in this beautiful high gauge um, fabrication, really lightweight construction, 
uh, with cooling touch, um, you know, no wrinkle, it, it wicks moisture away, and it just feels amazing. And, and you can just throw it in the dryer. It doesn't wrinkle. It doesn't shrink. Um, you can throw it in your suitcase or even in your golf bag. And when you take it out of the bag, it still feel like it's brand new because there's not a wrinkle. It doesn't fade. So just working in the archives, going back to, you know, like a style like the Earl or even prints from the archives, they actually, um, I think they translate into modern fabrications even better than before because now we have all these great sublimation um, printing capabilities. And when you print it on synthetic, it's almost like you're printing on an actual piece of paper. So the clarity of the print is beautiful. It's almost like perfect. Um, so I think um, bringing a lot of those archival pieces into the modern world, into the modern fabrications is actually uh, a win-win because it actually makes the product look even better than probably than it was 30 or 40 years ago with the performance in it. Wow. You know, it's so nice to, and refreshing to have someone talk about it who actually knows where it's coming from. And, you know, not just uh, uh, we as golfers are what you'd call window shoppers or uh, I suppose pro shop shoppers. So we see what we like and, and we chase those trends. One of the things I think is really interesting, especially when it comes to Penguin, is you always seem to have a lane you're traveling in, and it never really aligns with what a lot of others are doing. Where if you look at uh, quite a few of the retailers out there, uh, there seems to be like when one person does something, everyone kind of follows suit. Whereas I think original Penguin, I think the original part is to me always been like originality. So the idea that you're going to you're going to release something, but it's not really going to align with what a lot of others are doing. You, you have a you have a path, uh, you have an intent, and and you go for that regardless of what's trending and what's super hot right now. Is that a fair assessment? Is is there a goal in mind to be unique when it comes to Penguin? Absolutely, and, and it's so funny because um, I think when we first launched the brand back in uh, re relaunched the brand in golf in 2018. Um, we we started all these great like drink covers conversationals, you know, all these prints about like how to make drinks and how to make cocktails and print. Uh, we used to call it Pete's Happy Hour, and we had all these martinis, kind of like ombreing all the way down because we had too many drinks. And it's funny because we started that that kind of trend, and, and now it kind of has exploded with many brands. Everybody's doing some sort of like drink conversationals, golf conversationals. Um, I think that we still have that edge because on top of doing all of these kind of like fun conversational prints, we do put Pete in those situations. So it's still a little bit more our own because we do have our, you know, our guest star, Pete, who um, is always the, the star of the whole scene. So that's really important to us. But as soon as people start doing the same thing that we are doing, we automatically it's like i always tell my team we need to shift and we make we need to make it different because everybody's going to be doing the same thing that we're going to be doing a year from now and i definitely always try to find like what's next um you know like maybe have maybe not so drastic but just make making sure that we are you know looking like two two to three years ahead so not we don't have the same kind of assortment as everybody else on the floor that's great you know, I have a question when it comes to the the next trend that's out there. So 10 years ago, 
the party was in the pants. We, the the yeah. plaid was everywhere. You, you had a very basic block color shirts, at least as a golfer. I, I'm not speaking anything outside of that. I have absolutely no idea what fashion is whatsoever. I mean, I wear t-shirts every day, so, <laughs> so don't worry about me. But, you know, back then it was like plaid everything or like pattern pants. There, there was always something going on with the pants. And now we shifted completely, at least from from what I've seen to now it's a very solid pant with uh, the shirts becoming a full on party. You see a lot of these like repetitive prints where it's, you know, one logo done a thousand times on a shirt, that type of thing. Will we see that shift go back down South again, or is it always going to stay up? Or is it going to stay up top for a while? I, I think it's going to have, I think it's going to fade away pretty soon. I think the market is saturated and I think people are just kind of going to be really, um, Kind of sick of it and um <laughs> you know we, we get to see we're lucky enough in design because we get to see a lot of what the forecasting services are saying the forecasting service is not the weather it's actually the fashion forecasting services and they kind of tell us what's what's next what's new for um you know the seasons ahead and one of the trends that we what there's a few trends happening right but one of them is that um people are um, actually looking for quiet luxury. It's not really more about those like in your face logos, in your face prints. People are looking for um, things that look a little bit more timeless, a little bit cleaner. And, um, and, and I think that's great for us too, right? Because we still have Pete, we, we can always have Pete in, in really great scenic uh, print situations, but but also going back to those really heritage looks from the 50s or even going back to the 70s, like maybe like really clean color blocking or really clean stripes. But everybody I think needs sort of like a palette cleanser because I think the market is getting way too saturated with really bad taste prints. <laughs> um, so I think the next trend is gonna be all about very simple, quiet luxury. And um, I think it's also great because it's some, it's really good for the environment because a lot of these printed polos that people are wearing with crazy colors, there's so many times you can wear it, right? And they're gonna say, oh my God, he comes down again. How many times has he worn that print? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah. when you just wear a solid, beautiful shirt that is timeless, um, you know, you can wear that shirt 20 times and people will never say, hey, Dan is wearing the same thing again. So I think it's also really good for like, um, you know, our carbon footprint to be looking for things that are a little bit more classic and more timeless. So um, I think there's going to be a really nice balance of, you know, really fun prints here and there, but not as saturated as we have it. I think fashions are going to become a little bit more classic and timeless, which I think it's time. We need a palette cleanser. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing the closets fill up with those polos and they're fun. You know, I think it's nice when your apparel tells a bit of a story. I, I tend to be my, right now, my big obsession is in belts. I love it when I go to a golf course and can get a belt with the uh, the course logo on it. So there's a story to be told there. I was just up at uh, Nema Colon here in uh, Pennsylvania and got one with their little bird logo who has a name too. It's Pearl. So it's like it's fun to be able to tell those stories. But yeah, I, I can understand the idea. You have eight guys and two foursomes and they're all wearing some sort of crazy print. It's like, all right, boys, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's neat for me because in a lot of ways, when you have these crazy styles, some of the more traditional looks 
end up becoming a little bit more iconic. Like I think of the the last release you guys did, uh, there was a, a hoodie from Penguin that Cam Smith wore quite a bit. Uh, it had Penguin coming up by, near the zipper, yeah. uh, more of a, like a heathered look. And I, I think that became like one of the the feature pieces from that release that everyone's like, yeah, okay, this is a really, really cool top. And it, it didn't require all the madness going on to to really hit different. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you want to speak on that at all? Or is, is it the intent there? Do you, do you have individual pieces that you want to speak loudly from each release or is the idea to get everything going? Um, I, 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 don't, I mean, we still, obviously we're, we're very much print driven. I think that's why people come to us because they, they want to see people in different scenes. I think that's always, that's always important to our, to our customer, right? They, they okay. want to have some sort of fun with Pete or sometimes they Pete and friends, Pete in the pack. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think that we are always very, um, What's the word that I'm trying to use? My, my team and I are always are very conscious about making sure that we offer pieces that for the guy that needs, you know, other something other than just a really loud print. Like, um, you know, maybe there's a time that maybe he wants to have um, a nice lunch with mom or or I don't know, just go to church and don't look like so crazy. Like he just came out of the golf course and had a few drinks with his buddies, you know, so. We have all those really great options that are very more solid driven or even smaller prints that are not so in your face that kind of feel kind of look like a solid non-solid from far away and it's not a, as aggressive as those loud prints um we also um for spring we we are really looking into um more like lightweight layering so we have a lot of great light lightweight layering pieces that you know the weather is so weird these days it starts very cold in the morning, but then by 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you're like sweating. So a lot of the, the wardrobe that we, a lot of the collection is very modular. So we are really looking for pieces that can be, you know, layered up or layered down depending on the weather. So that's also always really important to us. And it's funny because, um, you know, Original Penguin has always been looked at as a sportswear brand, as a brand that really is not a golf brand, I guess, ever since the 2000s when you probably used to watch the OC. But the one thing, like I said about about it before, Original Penguin was born from in the golf course. So we want to make sure that the fabrics that we use and all the performances that we use are really for the golfer or even for the tennis player, because we also have a tennis collection. And um, we fit, we wear test the product. Um, we have many golfers in our company. We have many tennis players. Our CEO is a tennis player, so he's our biggest critic. He's always making sure that everything fits perfectly, <laughs> that the quality is great. And, um, you know, it's, it's really a labor of love. Everybody is involved and everybody really wants to make sure that the product that we, um, you know, sell to the consumer that goes into the stores is really tested for, you know, the best quality in, in every thread. So can you tell me a bit more about when you said fit? Because I think Original Penguin definitely has a unique fit and... Um, there's a very diverse collection of golfers out there. We're, we're definitely not all of the same, uh, size featuring. And from my experience, Penguin has been a bit more, I guess the term would be like a Euro cut. Um, so a little bit more like of a slender cut, um, than some of the other brands. H how has that changed or how has that looked over time? 
So it's funny that you say that because when we first started, um, when we relaunched the brand in 2018, we went very slim, which is kind of yeah. how we were. It was more of a European cut. And um, what we found out over the, you know, the slimmer guys look great on it. We were really not, um, we were not really catering to a large majority of guys that not, uh, they're not all size mediums. The, the, the majority of the golf consumers nowadays, they're like a size large. So, um, so what we decided to do, um, you know, we, we decided to make the spec slightly bigger. Um, I think there was one season that we went a little bit too big, but I, I think after many, many iterations of our spec and many hours of testing, we finally have gotten a perfect spec. It's not too slim. It's not too big. It's really right in the middle of, of the range of what a guy would wear. Um, so if you're a size medium, you're definitely a size medium in that spec. We feel that it's very true to size. Um, now, if you're a guy that really likes to wear things tighter, you could try to go into a small. Um, you know, if you don't mind looking a little bit too sausage like if you want it to be like really fit, um, or if you want it looser, you can go to a size large. But we definitely feel like um, the past two years, I think we finally narrowed down our spec, and we think it's perfect. Okay. Uh, so that that should provide golfers with a lot of confidence. I think one of the biggest issues we face right now uh, as a consumer is not only is a medium different company to company, but uh, I've experienced this personally when you go from release to release or year over year, that size might change a little bit. Um, so it sounds like you've really, you found that threshold you're working in and, and the likelihood of someone who purchases something uh, from last year and then now this year and next year, they can expect that same sort of fit and quality experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so important to us. Um, I, I know guys, my, my definitely my husband, like they're so loyal to a certain brand because of uh, to a certain brand because of the way they fit. So they, guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a guy. I, I definitely think it's a guy thing. I, yeah. It's like if you find a pair of pants or a, a shirt that you love the way it fits on you, you'll keep buying that brand. And, and I think if you don't like the way it fits, you'll never look at that brand again. So um, when we first started relaunching the brand, it, it was like, I, I felt terrible because like, you know, there's so many opinions and um, after so many hours of testing, I, 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 I wanted to make sure that we got the perfect fit that we could make. Cause you know, we, we have to make sure that the size medium guy is happy, but we also have to make sure that the size large and extra large guy is happy as well. And um, in, in the way things are graded, grading means how you change the spec as the, the measurements as the, the size get the polo gets larger. It's it's really like a whole um, it's it, it's like a, like a, like a formula. I don't know. It, it's it's mm -hmm. physics really. Like I, I look at our technical team and they spend hours trying to figure out. Maybe it's a quarter of an inch in the sleeve bigger. Maybe it has to be an eighth of an inch bigger in the hem. I, I mean crazy stuff but um i think it's definitely worth it because once you have that guy loyal to your brand because a they love the fit it they love the fit they love the print they love the fabric you, you'll have a customer for life and i think that's what matters these days you're speaking into my soul here i'm so so guilty of that <laughs> I, we, on uh thp has a really fun community of golfers who are always talking about what they what they recently bought we have a what's new in the closet thread that we, we talk about all the oh, new apparel and, and, and people, you know, 
it seems like a majority of them are very much in a lane once they get there. I mean, there was a time when I think I had probably an army of Under Armour polos in the in the closet because they had the right length and the right stretch because I'm a fairly tall, slender guy. And then finally, everyone started catching up to that sort of sizing. So now yeah. I get to diversify. But at that point, it was like, all right, there's just a wall of the same stupid polo in my closet. <laughs> it's so guilty. That's so <laughs> uh, funny. No, but, I, I totally get it. I, I have two brothers and I have my husband and not my son. And it's so funny because guys are always loyal to what they feel comfortable in, what they like, how it fits. And, you know, it's important, I think. As I was walking 18 the other day, I was having a discussion with my playing partner about considering a second bag for the golf course, depending on the day or whether we were walking or riding. The idea was to have one be as light as possible for when I carry and another loaded with all the goods for rounds I take a cart. Turns out Bagboy already has that all-in-one solution with their ZTF stand bag. Recently released, the zip-to-fit concept gives golfers the ability to add or remove two larger external pockets on the bag rather than having to swap all their accessories to a separate bag. Pair this with a four-way, full-length divider setup, a great-looking strap system, and five solid colorways, count me in for the Navy, you have yourself a bag suitable for the Saturday morning money game all the way to the Sunday evening emergency nine. For more information on the ZTF, visit www.bagboy.com. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what's going on with Callaway Apparel um i i know that's uh, a big part of what you do as well there there seems to be a little bit of a shift over the years with with callaway apparel and, and you know we we've had the benefit of having quite a few guys from callaway performance uh so more of like the golf gear on the show talking about some of the things they're redefining there um not not making it sort of the norm anymore and, and not sort of following a, a specific trend or almost staying in the same lane they're trying to enhance it in a lot of ways and uh, callaway apparel at least from my scope has has made a pretty solid push to doing that over the last year or two so for those listening in and for even my benefit as well can you share a bit of the callaway apparel story and, and what shifted a little bit over the last couple of years so um there's a lot of really great things and exciting things happening in in callaway um it, it's funny because I, a lot of people are probably familiar with some of our essential polos, which is like what a lot of guys wear, it's, which is like a very solid, very, very simple kind of looks. But um, for many years, we've carried beautiful high gauge fabrications that are super premium, lots of great performances. But as I, as I was telling you in the beginning, we didn't really have um, somebody to shout out to the world how great our performance is, how great our fabrics, it's, uh, fabrics were. And um, one of the big things with brands is really communicating with the consumer. And the only way that we were probably communicating with the consumer was via hang tags. And I think uh, really nobody really reads hang tags nowadays. Um, I think by shifting the marketing, the voice that we're using in Callaway Apparel, I think consumers are really learning um, more about the brand by actually getting to touch the product and, and and understanding and comparing their fabrics to all of our competitors. There, our fabrics are much more superior. Our performances are really, really special and unique. Um, we are also looking into being very sustainable. So we have lots of great sustainable fabrications and performances as well. Um, one of the things that has 
really shifted actually and 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 talking about fit just just reminded me of this because for me like i told you i'm already working on 20 in 2024 for 2023 we are actually updating the spec for callaway we're actually making it slightly smaller what we found out is that it was way too big for um for everybody um it's it, way too big way too long and I think what we see the trend in, in the industry is that everybody's um, measurements, everybody's clothing is getting a little bit more cleaned up, more tailored. I'm not saying that it's getting tight, but it's just not as loose um, as before. So I think um, that also that we're cleaning up the spec and everything, the perception is that the, the brand and the collection is getting a little bit more tailored and a little bit younger. Um, the other thing that I really love that we're doing um, starting for spring 23 is that we're starting to add more fun prints. There is a trend out there, like we were talking earlier, about like having all these great prints, a lot of great conversationals, and it is a trend. Obviously, as a brand, we need to follow the trend, but at the same time, we are keeping the Callaway DNA by making it very classic. So you'll have beautiful prints, but done in very muted colorations. So it's still kind of trending, but we're not really following. We kind of are making a nod to it, but keeping it in the DNA of Callaway. So um, for spring 23, there's lots of choices when it comes to um, you know print and pattern. We have great um, we have great pant options. We're doing a, this amazing five pocket and a poly cotton elastane blend. So for those guys that kind of miss those co cozy hand feels in cotton. We actually have that in our pants, and it's probably one of our best-selling pants right now. Um, so, yeah, lots of great and exciting stuff coming up for Callaway Spring 23. Yeah, I didn't want to be too critical, but if, if I had a perspective on Callaway apparel prior to the last couple of years, it's definitely that the sizing was larger than what I was familiar with. So the idea that you're closing that gap is, is a really positive thing. Uh, I have a question when it comes to having multiple brands under the same umbrella is how much collaboration goes on how much discussion goes from one to the other when when you start to learn you, you mentioned it was a little bit of uh, like science in the background trying to figure out what what suits each different sizing is there a lot of that information shared or they very much work as an individual entity so um there's a lot of collaboration um, within teams, and I I always because obviously there's a trend, right? There's always trends happening, the big macro, uh, the big macro trends that are happening in the industry, and and those are the ones that designers have to follow each season. So we usually have at the beginning of each season like big um, like a, like a, a, you know like powwows of like what we think is going to be trending. And how do we make it original penguin? Or how do we make it Callaway? How do we make it, you know, making sure that each brand is looking at the trend and translating it to the DNA of the brand. That to me is really, really important. And then my job as the head of design is to make sure that each of my design teams stay in their lane and that they're not copying one another and making sure that, you know, we are offering those things that are really happening in the industry, but how do we make it to fit that brand's DNA? Um, it's, it's really great because I think, because we all get to, um, we're very lucky we get to go and shop the stores um, all over the US, all over the world, actually. Um, I was in Europe um, about 
two months ago. And, um, and it's just so exciting to see how golf is, has become, golf and tennis have become such a huge, huge trend um, out there. Before, back in the day, even before COVID, um, you had to go to golf shops or tennis shops to go shopping for inspiration. And nowadays, you'll go into a department store, like in in in, in England, you'll go to like, I don't know, like Selfridges, and they will have golf and tennis, like right there with a regular collection. So um, for us, it's just a very exciting time because the golf world and the tennis world is really kind of blending in with the rest of the world. It's becoming part of a lifestyle. Um, so there's so much to share with everybody and collaborate. So we're very excited about that. So when it comes to Callaway, I'm assuming the the goal there is more designed for golf in general. When, when it comes to Penguin, there's an understanding that you have different subsections of that apparel brand that that sort of represent the different things you're doing with your days i feel like at least you know golfers in their 20s the likelihood of them uh you know going and playing an evening nine and then changing for dinner is pretty low you know there's a lot of folks that say well i want to wear my golf apparel to my job which is now business casual with a polo is there any consideration for either of those brands to do like more of a dynamic styling when it comes to where and how or what you're wearing? Yeah, so so definitely the Callaway guy is uh, a true golfer. Like we always um, we always say like this guy really kind of lives to golf, right? Like he he, he takes the game very seriously. So it's definitely born in performance. It's always very important for us. For us in Callaway, really the fabric, the performance comes first and then the rest of the design. So that's really, really important. However, um, you know, we have to make sure, like you said, after COVID, the polo actually became the new dress shirt, the new sports shirt. Um, so we always are very, um, you know, making sure that whatever we design is also something that could translate to actually wearing it off the course. Um, so that's really important for us. So the original Penguin guy really is just there to have a great time. He he likes to play golf, but he really doesn't care if he wins. If he wins, it's great. But also, if he had a great time with his buddies, having a few drinks and just having a great old time, he's just perfectly happy with that. So um, he definitely doesn't take himself so seriously um, as others will. So um, that's kind of the guy that we like to design for. I think you just described my last 10 years in the game. So that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely our payment guy. You're yeah, definitely must our be. <laughs> Yeah, there you, Well, yeah, that's great. Hey, Lupe, it's been really fun today chatting. It, it's nice to get some of the depth behind the brands. Um, I, I now have a really cool story when I see the Penguin just mentally. I think that um, I hope you guys continue to share that because it, it, it it's unique and it's fun and it's different. Um, and it's more than just a, a logo. I love that. Absolutely. Now you'll refer to him as Pete. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, um, I, I know um, we've talked a lot today uh, about the two brands specifically. Uh, is, is there any questions you might have for me today? No, I, I, I'm, I actually had a great time. And, and I actually, I was going to ask you, do you, what's your favorite brand, Callaway or Penguin? 
Oh, for sure. It's penguin. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. You see some of those styles that come out and, and they just really resonate with you. And, uh, like I said, that, that hoodie from last year, you know, some of the, the, uh, sizing, I think more is a, a conversational, but, uh, we also did, we got, uh, appareled up for the PGA show a couple of years ago with original penguin. And I was thrilled to, to experience some of the newer styling. Yeah. Um, uh, loved everything about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a penguin guy. I'm not hiding that. And I think it'd be fun to have our listeners. What we always have a, uh, a thread on THP going once the, the show goes live and, I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts in there, whether you lean Penguin or you lean Callaway or both. You're an equal opportunist. We know that that's not a real thing. Everyone picks a brand and sticks with it. Lupe's already called us on that. But uh, you know, I'd love to hear in there what everyone thinks. So, I, hey. I would hope to make you a Callaway guy pretty soon. And I think hopefully once now that the spec, is, our measurements are going to be more catered to everybody, um, you'll be open to wear Callaway because it's also great quality and great branding and and just very classic so for sure yeah i'm excited to see all the new stylings that come out uh it sounds like we we really have a treat coming here soon from both brands and and again lupe thanks for the time today it was a lot of fun breaking down the two thank you so much dan i really appreciate it sure hey everyone if you're going out uh, to play golf this weekend have a great time whether you're a Callaway apparel brand person who's ready to go out and score or you're a penguin guy who's ready to go out and have a good time, kick a few back and and make sure the person who lips out the, the two-foot birdie putt knows about it. Uh, enjoy yourself. We'll catch you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.